Raptors are dealing with injuries heading into the playoffs, and Scotty Barnes is currently leading the way for Rookie of the Year as votes trickle in. Riker, we also got some wild news surrounding Fred Van Vliet potentially making all-defensive team this year. We got some high praise sounding off for Nick Nurse you know, on the Raptors squad, and also a Raptors legend thriving in his days post the team. So lots to dive into in this video. Let's get straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here with Riker Richard breaking down the latest NBA news. And the first thing we're talking about is something a little bit scary as we approach the playoffs and it's players still injured heading into the playoffs this year, Riker. Now, I don't know if you've heard Nick Nurse's post or what postseason interview. I don't know what you call him at this point in the year, but he came out and he said he's not sure. He's not sure who's going to be around, who's going to be available as we inch closer to the playoffs. Uh, Aaron Rose summed it up on Twitter saying, Nick Nurse sounds like he's not sure everybody will be healthy on Saturday. Not totally sure. I believe him might be playing games with Philly, but who knows? Who really knows? That's sort of the summary there. Also, watch the video if you want to hear Nick Nurse's full comments. But obviously, Fred Van Vliet missed the last three games of the season. OG played in the last game, didn't look too, too hot. Should we be worried about our star guys not playing in, uh, you know, games one and two versus Philadelphia, Riker? Yes, we need everyone to win, Ben. We need them to play 40 minutes. So I thought this was load management for Fred Van Vliet, to be mm -hmm. totally honest with you. It was a Charlie horse, neon quad yep. for OG. So there's no reason he shouldn't play. There's adequate rest at this point. Pascal was playing, Scotty Burns You're roasting those Trent quad injuries. I was, but but listen, listen, you're a professional athlete with a full medical staff around you. You got to suit up and play this. This is going to be a gritty defensive series. So you got to have guys that are going to be willing to switch on to James Harden, switch on to Joel Embiid, bang around in the post, right? We need all of our guys healthy. We need them playing. Fred Van Vliet is the big question mark now, obviously, but we need his offense, his three-point shooting, and his leadership on the court, Ben. Yeah, Fred's our all-star, he's our leader, and he's been killing it against the Sixers this season as well, so it's it's tough. And, you know, Aaron Rose sort of brought it up. Maybe this is mind games by Nick Nurse, as you said. The, the thought process was this is probably load management for Fred Van Vliet, those last three games of rest, but it does throw into question. And if you look at his stats for the last few games of the season, Fred was not living up to his usual standards that he set for himself this season. He was only shooting uh, in the last five games that he played, only shooting 29% from the three-point line, only 31% from the field, about 17 points and all that sort of stuff, and not the most efficient shooting. Didn't really look like himself, so there's probably something serious going on, and obviously Fred VanVleet struggled the last time he played against Philadelphia, but a lot of that had to do with Ben Simmons. Even a hot, because I think both you and I expect him to play, right? There's, unless there's a major setback, unless there's something crazy that went on, Fred Van Vliet's likely going to be ready to go for game one. But should we be worried about a hobbled Fred Van Vliet going in, or will the rest of the Raptors be able to pick it up and handle this series, even if Fred's not 100%? We just need him out there dribbling the ball, creating plays, right? Feeding guys mm -hmm. off of, you know, pick and roll. Uh, having the ball in his hands late shot clock he's gonna have probably nine ten eleven threes per game and realistically we've become used to him missing those shots but he tends to make his one or two makes on that 29 percent efficiency when they matter most yep. down the stretch in the fourth quarter so we need that regardless if he's efficient or not fully healthy or not just him 
handling the ball when the defensive pressure is up. I don't trust Scotty yet. I don't trust Gary Trent Jr. as much. I probably want him playing off ball and creating and not having to dribble it up the court, waste energy that way. So Gary's the guy, or Fred's the guy. He ought to come back. Hopefully it's nothing serious, like you said. Yeah, exactly. And I trust Scotty to run the point in terms, you know, for most of the game through stretches, but in those dire moments, right? As we saw with, you know, the Lakers game and the, the, I forget who we played in the game following the Lakers. It might have been in the Sixers, actually. But, you know, Scotty probably shouldn't have full command of the offense down the stretch. And that's what Fred Van Vliet, even if he's not 100%, will be valuable for. But we'll see what happens. Rick, we got some, we got a lot of news to break down. And speaking of Scotty, speaking of our, our guy, Scotty Barnes is currently the favorite to win Rookie of the Year. As, you know, it's media people that are voting for these awards and all that sort of stuff. And currently... You know, of the leaked votes, I believe 25% of the votes have been leaked. Scotty Barnes has a significant lead over Evan Mobley and Kate Cunningham for rookie of year. 58 points for Scotty, 40 points for uh, Evan Mobley, and 21 points for Kate Cunningham. Obviously, Mobley's the closest. I thought Cade would be getting a little bit more love from, from the voters. Happy Scotty's number one. I expect him to be over all of them. Any surprises with this, or do you think, is it too early to crown him rookie of the year, Riker? Might be too early, Ben. I'm not surprised about Cade because these are all top five draft picks, and yet two of them played significant minutes, had a significant role on playoff teams. Well, maybe not necessarily yet for the Cleveland Cavaliers, certainly the Toronto Raptors, whereas the Pistons are still in tank mode. So doesn't surprise mm -hmm. me. I've never been a fan of putting up big numbers on a bad team because you put yourself onto a good team with other veterans that are commanding minutes or commanding shots. You're probably not going to get the same opportunity as you would, whereas Mobley, Scotty, they're with guys that are getting those reps up and they're still managing to carve themselves out a pretty good niche on their team. So I'm feeling excited. The 72-time Scotty Barnes Award winner I mean, the he has the accolades, he has the hardware. I mean, I know this is only one little award and it doesn't hold up to the same stature that the Scotty Barnes Award does, but boy, would it be nice if he got the ROTY to add to his little treasure chest or treasure wall, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, you know, don't want to extrapolate, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I'll, I'll mildly play the balloons. I'll get the balloons to, to peep in. Not fully yet. Once the firework happens, we'll throw it out, but... It's, it's looking good for Scotty Barnes winning Rookie of the Year. I know a lot of talking heads, Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, Doris Burke, they've said that they've picked him as, as their Rookie of the Year and stuff. So looking good for Mr. Scotty Barnes. And speaking of other, other awards, now the other player that's sort of in the running for at least an all-NBA-ish team is uh, Pascal Siakam, who you, know, you and I both expect to make it. But another guy sneaking into a conversation, Fred Van Vliet, is... Currently getting votes for all defense this year. And this is something that obviously the all-star propaganda from Matt Devlin and us and everyone has been, uh, was pushed early in the season. Rookie of the year, uh, the hype for uh, Pascal to win all NBA. That's been huge. And now that's the end of the stretch of the season. But Fred Van Vliet has become elite on the defensive end. And Kevin O'Connor has come out and said that he specifically uh, put Fred Van Vliet on his all defense second team. Is this, uh, is this something realistic for Fred Van Vliet to get? I know smaller guards don't usually get on these lists, but Fred Van Vliet's elite on that end of the floor. Definitely elite. I don't know if there's a particular stat you can point towards because just 
the defensive stats blocks obviously guards are never going to be at the top of the leaderboard in terms of blocks per game but gary trent jr is actually the guy who's third in the nba in steals per game at 1.7 obviously no word about him getting the nod for defensive Mm -hmm. player defensive team and i think that's because Fred Van Vliet, like you said, he's the all-star. He's the number one option on this team or number two option, him and Pascal Siakam. So it, it makes sense that and, – and listen, he is elite, right? And yep. we saw what he did in that championship series. And I just – like I said, I'm struggling to point out a specific stat that he did better than other guards necessarily, but just the eye test. He is a fantastic off-ball defender, on-ball defender. He gets in the lanes. He can pick balls. Um, yeah, he's a yep. he is a terrific guy. It'd be nice to have that – have that award yeah yeah get on that all defensive team gary was our star boy gary trent jr i believe was third on the all on the defensive player of the year rankings early in the season which was uh pretty wild obviously you know all our guys are, are locked down on defense but fred's 1.7 steals the advanced stats like him with defensive wind chairs and all that sort of stuff so shout to freddie van vliet making some noise for dp uh, or what, what what will be the abbreviation all a nba defense i don't even know what to call it a n b a d d t two love it love it shout out to fred van vliet but you know we got more stuff to talk about and obviously all our players are getting praised but nick nurse is receiving high praise from none other than nba veteran chadius thaddeus young on the roster obviously nba teams they've been trying to acquire him like the delusional Lakers. We made a whole video about that yesterday. But Thaddeus Young talked about when he entered the Raptors team and just our coaches. I guess it's not only Nick Nurse receiving praise, but he said that the scouting reports that he received on day one with the Toronto Raptors was the best scouting report he's ever received in the NBA. And that's continued to be the case and all that sort of stuff. So high praise for the Raptors coaching staff. They don't get enough love, Riker. So we're giving them love on this podcast with Thaddeus Young. You know it. I know it. Best development team in the NBA for picking prospects, for developing guys in the G League, for finding those hidden gems. And so it's no surprise to me that we also have among the best in terms of scouting and Mm -hmm. drafting up opponent reports, what you need to do, getting into those certain metrics. When you have the crafty coach like Nick Nurse, who's willing to throw at any kind of defensive scheme or offensive lineup, he obviously has a good support staff around him backing it up. So, you know, just good praise from the veteran who's been around, been on a couple teams. He's pro- And under the tutelage, of course, of Greg Popovich, that is a yep. very high compliment to get for Nick Nurse. Yep. That's been around on the Sixers, the Pacers, the Nets, the Bulls, the Spurs, as you mentioned. Right, he's been, he's been on some different teams. So lots of coaches he's played for. Nick Nurse getting that high praise. Love to see it. But Riker finally ended it off with a Raptors legend thriving. People were right. Maybe they were a bit, you know, maybe the timeline wasn't correct. Two years from being two years from being two years from being two years away, Riker. But we got to show some love to none other than Bruno Caboclo out here balling for the Sao Paulo FC Champions League Americas. He was named MVP of that league and, uh, Averaging 24 points, 11 rebounds, and assist, steal in half, and four blocks per game, Riker. I know it's, uh, you know, probably not one of the most upper echelon leagues in the entire world. Obviously, he's from Brazil, so playing down there makes sense. But long, wiry guy. What is he, 6'9", Riker? Should we bring Bruno back? (laughs) 
he fits then he fits the the composition of this team and if he's putting up numbers like that although don't don't be deceived because we have guys putting up big numbers in the 905 as well he's at bongo and bonga bongo uh so <laughs> bing is bonga bing bonga <laughs> it's just nice to see a homer of course an ex raptor have success in any league i thought that you were going to say it was the uh was it the the African Basketball League? What is the acronym that they're using for that? ABL? No, I'm not sure. ABL was, yeah. But anyways, yeah. I guess it's some some league there in South America. So shout out to Bruno. Shout out to Bruno Raptors legend. But lots of stuff to dive into. Lots of stuff happening around Raptors land. So subscribe to Raptors Digest if you haven't already. Playoff time is just around the corner. We're gonna have a lot of fun over the next few days, next few weeks, because we're next couple of months, because we're going straight to the chip. Gonna do our playoff brackets and all that coming out in the next couple days. Preview this series. So subscribe to the Raptors Digest if you haven't already. Check out the Instagram, the TikTok, all that cool stuff. Riker, do you have any last words on all the news we broke down? Chip, 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 chip. Cheers.